seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host of Live Joy, Share Joy. I don't know about you, but I get so intrigued every time I hear about someone who is doing so much work for the Lord. And I could not think of a better guest to come in today and talk about passion for mission, passion for service, just passion in general, than Justin Hoover. And I'm going to get to him in just a second, but I have got to give you my little line for him today. Straight off a march for Jesus, anyone who's here, then goes overseas, then comes back to march again for Jesus. That would be the one and only Justin Hoover. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Deb. It's great to be with you. Oh my gosh, so good to have you. And today... How could we make it even better? Well, because you brought a special guest today, Tyler Peterson. Tyler, welcome as well. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Deb. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm like so excited to do this program. And first of all, I just want to say thanks for your work for the Lord. I mean, you two are on fire for the Lord. Well, thanks for doing the radio show. This is great. You're getting the word out and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's a blessing. Speaking of fun, you two, I'm sure, have a lot of fun together. So before we get into talking about mission and some of the amazing journeys you've done, how did the two of you meet? Because you're both clearly doing work for the Lord. Yeah, actually, I'll just give a a very, very short testimony for myself. I was raised in a non-gospel preaching Lutheran church and uh, completely gave myself to the ways of this world. Uh, Starting in seventh grade, uh, one night I just got... Uh, wasted, and from then on, that my life revolved around drinking, partying, uh, anything that this world would throw at me. And um, not until after college did I finally hit rock bottom, and the Lord totally saved and redeemed me. And I met my wife. After we met, we started looking for churches in the area, and we attended one Sunday morning First Baptist Church here in Bemidji. And this crazy guy was up on stage. Justin Hoover preaching about India, and I thought, wow, I want to go to India. And I went and told him about it, and he said, brother, let's go. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord, too. I mean, what an incredible testimony right there. I mean, just isn't it amazing how God uses everything for good? Yes, his redeeming power, his love for us, even in our wickedness and disparity, he still loves us and seeks after us. It's amazing. He does not stop seeking us. Either. Amen. That's, we're probably going to get on that more too. Justin, the crazy guy. Up <laughs> I mean, we can't imagine this at all. <laughs> oh, just set me on fire. <laughs> so it started with India for both of you then. Yeah. So then from there, that was really the beginning of Tyler and I doing missions together and just you know, saw a young man that's heart was really on fire and his wife as well, Ashley, um, just willing willing to sell everything, which they did. This will be actually now their second time selling everything. He's actually selling everything he has right now to get ready to go to seminary at Denver Seminary. So he just sold his house the other day, sold all of his possessions, I mean, pretty much uh, going to live in a, an apartment and go to seminary. God fully provided for him. But you know, just watching him grow over the years and the steps of faith that they've taken and and stepping out to do missions work. So God just knit our hearts together with that same vision, that same passion for souls to just risk it all for Christ and lay it down and and go hard and and to see specifically both of us feeling a burden for unreached people groups, for people that have never heard the gospel, have very little access to the gospel, persecuted countries, hard to reach countries, um, just feeling a real burden for those 
those areas. So just having that same vision has, has just, it's been an amazing journey that God has brought us both on together. And I, I, I don't regret anything, and I look forward to what God has for us in the future. I just know God's sending them to Denver, but I pray God would bring them back and we'd have many more years together on the mission field serving Christ. I love what you're talking about, selling all the possessions, giving it all up for the Lord, and risk it all. Justin, that's it. that should that's be on it. a bumper sticker. You got to do that. Risk it all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Tyler, I'm thinking about this, and obviously this is not just a you piece in here. You've got your wife involved in this. How do the two of you work together to pray Get discernment around this. Hear the Holy Spirit. Like, cause I mean, it's one thing when it's just you, right? But you've got a, yeah. a little bit more in the equation here. Yeah. And we actually have two young boys now that we've added to the equation. But, uh, one thing we've been really grateful for, and I'm, I'm grateful for such a, an amazing wife. She will follow me to the end of the world and wherever God calls us. But one thing we've, we've really prayed consistently is that we would have unity together as a married couple and as a family in making these decisions. And when we left for Iraq back in 2018, we thought we were going to be there uh, for the foreseeable future, long term. We thought we would be there for years and years. And we both felt God's calling and peace in that decision. And I'm so thankful that God has knit our hearts together in making these decisions and taking these steps. It's such a blessing to have a partner who's who's all in as well. Yeah, willing to risk it all. Yeah. I mean, when you have two willing to risk it all, and of course the kids come along, right? And I love that. I love that about this. Justin, one of the things I was thinking about for you is that you've obviously served all over. I mean, for you, the mission field is the minute you walk out the door, right? You have mission mindset everywhere. Talk to me a little bit more about this uniqueness of serving in cultures where people literally have never heard the word Jesus. I, sure. I, you know, I think we take it for granted sometimes. Like I know when I walk at my door, for the most part, 80% of the people that I come in contact with every day have at least heard the word Jesus or what, what their version of what that is, right? You're talking about cultures that this could be very, very foreign. Yeah. I, we've, I've been in villages uh, where, like in India, where people have never heard the name of Jesus. They have no clue about the gospel. And right now, there's a, just a great need to reach the unreached, that people that don't have access to the gospel. And really, my life verse or theme verse for my ministry as well is Revelation 5.9 that talks about Jesus and every tribe, language, people, and nation worshiping Jesus around the throne and that he is worthy and that verse just really sparked in my heart that when we get to heaven, it's not going to be America, just Americans. It's not just going to be white-skinned. or It's going to be every tribe, every language, every people, every nation. And Jesus is glorified through that when we live for him to reach nations, to get the gospel out even to our neighbors here. That is how God is most glorified through our life is when we bring others into the kingdom and they experience his grace, his mercy, that Jesus shed his blood for these individuals on the cross. And when they come into that love of Christ and the grace and the mercy and the freedom in Christ, and they realize that that's how God is glorified. So that's become my mission is, God, how can you use me as, um, you know, just, just saying before, Lord, here am I, Lord, send me. I'll go wherever you want. I'll do whatever you want. 
I want to stay surrendered to the Lord. And I've just really had the incredible experience of seeing God do amazing things. And it's not, it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his glory and his gospel, that, that, that the nations would know the gospel of Christ. Yeah, Amen. Well, and I'm just thinking about too, we don't get to reserve the right to say, oh, God is only for this group of people, or God is only for this country or that country. God is for everyone. And I don't know where this sometimes gets mixed up in the messaging, but I think sometimes we can get really caught, not we necessarily, but an individual or persons or whatever could get caught up in this concept that, oh, God's only meant to go over here, or it's only meant to go share it over here. And I love that you are speaking to this revelation. I just think this is so powerful. You know, Jesus' heart is, he went to the Gentiles, which in biblical times for a Jew was unheard of to go to Gentiles. I mean, that was one of the reasons he was crucified. We know the ultimate reason Jesus was crucified was to bear our sins, to bear the wrath of God on the cross so that we can have free access to heaven and to the Father's presence through Christ. But he also died because uh, the Pharisees hated the fact that Jesus went to what were considered the dogs. His arms were wide open to all people. And, and that was a, that's a part of the new covenant. You know, I think of Bemidji here and wherever you're at right now, the listener, your city. I want to just encourage you, this is, this is going to be about missions. We're going to talk about four missions, but, you know, what we have right here in the United States, this is a mission field. Last weekend, we were out doing um, street evangelism and handing out flyers for our March for Jesus. Uh, a friend of mine, Jim, and I went door to door, and we probably visited about 30, 40 houses And in those 30 or 40 houses, there was three different individuals who wanted to surrender their life to Christ that we shared the gospel with by the grace of God, took them through their need for Christ, the the death, the resurrection, and asking them if they wanted to make a step of faith to put their faith in Jesus. And to me, that just opened my eyes that, you know, the United States is a harvest field as well. Like you said earlier, Deb, we, we are on a mission wherever we are. You step out that door, you're on a mission for Christ. As, as the Apostle Paul, he prayed, Lord, give me the words, give me the boldness, Father, as I go out and I tell people about Jesus Christ. So that's my prayer for all of us is that we would see you don't have to go to Iraq. You don't have to go to India. Of course, God's heart is for that, but his heart is for, as in Acts chapter 1, 8, he says, I'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, this is our Jerusalem right here. Bemidji is our Jerusalem. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage you to today, open your mouth for Jesus. Be bold. Time is short. And uh, we have opportunities and hearts are open. God has a harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. You know, so let's labor for Christ. Let's give it all we got for him. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's worthy, right? Oh my gosh, and, he is so and that, worthy. That, that reminds me, that, that's that yeah, verse. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I, when you say risk it all, I mean, why do we risk it all? Because Jesus is worthy. Why else? And in, in Revelation 5, I mean, we Justin and I were both talking about it just a minute ago. And the scroll, verse Revelation 5, verse 2 says, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll. And John began to weep because no one was found worthy. He, he wept bitterly because no one was found worthy. And one of the elders said to him, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, that's Jesus, yep. 
The root of David has conquered yep. so that he can open the scroll and its seven I love seals. It. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Woo! That's it. That's why we go. <laughs> That's, why. That's why we go. It's for the glory of Christ. It's not for our glory. It's for his glory. Amen. And when you are born again and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're in the word and you're following Christ, what's your heart cry? Your heart cry is, I want to glorify Jesus. And and how do you glorify him? Right here is the gospel. It says, he has conquered. And, you know, that's the cross. Why is Jesus worthy to open those scrolls, which the scrolls are the title deed to the earth, which, by the way, every listener out there, he is coming back. Jesus is coming Amen. back. He's coming back on a white horse. I'm so ready. I can't wait for our king to come. Come, King Jesus. Come tonight. <laughs> Speaking of coming back, we're going to take a brief pause okay. so we can come back. Uh, boy, this is just so invigorating. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm getting even more fired up just listening to you guys. <laughs> this is amazing. Friends, we have so much more to come. We are going to talk about Iraq. We're going to talk about what it was like serving in Iraq and how God continues to call all of us each and every day. We are speaking with Justin Hoover and Tyler Peterson. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We're taking a brief pause, but we'll be right back. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Justin Hoover and Tyler Peterson. We are talking about mission. We're talking about Iraq, India. I mean, you name it. We're talking about it because God is worthy. Tyler, you went to Iraq. Talk to us about that call, serving in Iraq, and a little bit about that life, what that looked like. Yeah, so my wife and I started getting involved in missions, short-term missions, 
um, when we first got married. And God called us to the Middle East, and we began working with refugees off the coast of Turkey in camps when these uh, Syrian war and the refugees were coming over on boats. And God gave us, we never expected God to give us a heart for the Muslim people. But of course, that's the way the Lord works. And uh, we just have such a passion and love for the Muslim and Middle Eastern people to know Jesus. With that, we were discerning and my wife had been trying to get pregnant for three years and um, it just wasn't happening. And we felt God call us to the Middle East full time. So we moved to Iraq in January of 2018 of course, while we were there, Ashley conceived. Of course. Um, that's just the way the Lord works, isn't it? They sold everything they had. I was with mm-hmm. them during that time. And I remember selling all of his possessions, selling his house, and him and his wife were going to Iraq to serve Christ no matter what the cost. And what a testimony to us. Yeah, and, and we had people obviously outside the church saying, you, you guys are crazy. But we had people within the church even saying, you know, I don't think you should be doing this. I don't think you should be going. And I kept going back to Scripture, and all I could see was, these are the people who need Jesus the most. Yep. This is who God calls us to risk go it all. to, risk it all. to risk it all for. And um, while we were there, we were part of a, a, a bunch of different ministries. One of the things you don't hear about is the amount of collaboration that's happening overseas amongst the Lutheran Church, even the Catholic Church, the Evangelical Church. I mean, we worked with all kinds of organizations, but one partner really stood out in that their focus was equipping the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, and they were raising up indigenous, Iraqi, Iranian, and Syrian leaders to go out and reach their own people with the gospel. And um, when my wife got pregnant, we decided to come back to the U.S. to to raise our children. But I've been bringing teams since. And on this last trip, I, I was able to bring Justin so he could see it for himself. And Justin, what, what were your thoughts on what's going oh, on? Would, what's God doing in the Middle East away. right now? I was absolutely just... I, I shouldn't be, though, because God is so faithful and the Lord tells us that there's a harvest field out there. And that was one of the things I took away from Iraq was go to where there's a harvest and labor where there's a harvest. But there is a harvest field in the Middle East right Amen. now. I'm saying thousands upon thousands of Iranians, Syrians, Iraqis coming to know Christ. And they're hungry. They're hungry for the so word hungry. of God. They're, they're, they're risking their lives. You talk about us risking it all and selling it all. Uh, these brothers and sisters, if they're caught being baptized, if they're caught with a Bible, they're dead. They'll cut their heads off, but they don't care. And they go to their neighbors and they share uh, unashamedly. And and God, uh, one of the things that really surprised me too is hearing their testimonies was they're seeing Jesus in visions and multiple testimony after testimony after testimony of them encountering this man in white yep. who was bright white with just righteousness, and some of them were very strict uh, Muslims, very strict Islamic, and and being like, who is this man? Who is this man? And then a friend would uh, tell they, who they knew was a Christian. They'd go to them or the friend would come to them, and they'd share the gospel with them, and they'd get saved. And what was incredible is when they get saved, you better look out because those radical Muslims then become radical Christians and you can't stop them. They are, they're willing to die for Jesus. 
And it's just, it was so encouraging to be around them, to just be with them. They're so, they're filled with the joy of the Lord. And, and they're like, just, just, you know, I remember I could go on and on, but I just remember us teaching them some things on how to plant a church, how to start a church in a house. It'd be underground, you know, um, hidden church, but they'd have a little service in their house. So we'd equip them to go back into Iran and other places to have little house services and do this. And I remember them just sitting there with their Bibles open and anything you would teach them, you'd show them, you know, let's look at Matthew, let's look at John 3 or whatever. They would just sit there with their Bible and they would just, they would just soak it up. And one day we were teaching on baptism. One of the brothers with us was teaching on baptism. And uh, the, the father of the family that was there, he went in the back and I thought he was just going to go to the bathroom. Well, he came back and he had his shorts and his t-shirt on because one of the things the teacher had said was, when you come to know Christ, you should be baptized. And the question was, when? And it was immediately... He went in the back, and he changed into his shorts and his t-shirt, and he came out, and we baptized him in a little kid's pool, a little kiddie pool. We put it out on the balcony, and we filled it with water. And it was just like this simple, childlike obedience. Like, I will do anything that Jesus tells me to do because Jesus did everything for me. Jesus died for me, and I will serve him no matter what the cost. And that really impacted me to come back to America and just just be like, Lord Jesus, I just want to live for you. I just want to, I want to lay it all down. And that's one of the reasons I love missions too, is it, it, it compels my faith. Oh my gosh, don't you think? So Tyler, I'm curious about having been there and served. So let's talk about, you're going door to door, you're teaching people how to set up churches, Bible language. I mean, how, how does that happen? Do you Smuggling have interpreters? Bibles. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm curious about that. Yeah, so we work through um, trusted translators over there who are born again, who know Christ, and are also sharing and planting churches. Um, but the ministry over there revolves heavily around training and equipping indigenous locals to reach their neighbors. Could you explain indigenous? Um, yeah, uh, you know, if... Local. I, I, yeah. I, National. I, 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 don't want to put anything at risk here, sure. but um, we work with yeah those who who are able to reach their neighbors in their own countries, in their own languages, in ways that we cannot, in places that we cannot go to, and we are sending thousands, tens of thousands of Bibles back with these brothers, and they are going and distributing them, and again counting the cost. I mean Luke fourteen. Jesus says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And these brothers and sisters are willing to count the cost. And again, they count Jesus worthy, worthy of risking it all. And he is. He is. And you know, it reminds me of a theme that kept coming up where we would teach various groups, different groups throughout the week. And in, in each group, there was a question that each of them asked us. And that was to us as Americans, what's it like to have freedom? To be able to gather in a church with a hundred other believers and worship God. They, that's an experience that they'll never They'll never have. have. I mean, and we take God, it so for granted. Yep, yep. The freedom we have in Christ, the freedom we have to share, the freedom we have to go worship, the freedom we have to have a Bible in our bedroom, on our nightstand, and not worry about the police coming in and arresting us, which two two ladies are, just got arrested in Iran for, I think, eight years in prison for having a Bible on their phone. 
So seeing that, and, and what it reminded me of is us in America and God's freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, for freedom Christ has set you free. That's the greatest freedom. Because as Americans, sometimes I think we take our freedom for granted. Mm-hmm. And we just assume that we're going to have freedom. Or we use our freedom sometimes, as Paul says later on, do not use your freedom as a cover-up for sin. Like, don't use the freedom you have to waste your life, to spend your life on frivolous worldly things that in the end will not matter. And that's what really blessed me with these brothers and sisters is I felt like telling them, yes, we have freedom in America to worship in churches and to, you know, have Bibles. But let me tell you, you have a freedom as well in Christ. You have a freedom. You are free. Sometimes I see them as almost more free than us Mm -hmm. because we get bound and constrained by all of the materialism, all the things, but them, they're just like, hey, they've counted the cost. They know when they get in that baptismal pool, it could cost them their life. So they are truly free, as free as can be in Christ, which is the beauty of it. And we are too. We just need to appropriate it and walk in it and use it for the glory of Christ. And don't you think that that's part of the reason mission works? Getting involved in mission, when you see it from that other perspective, you will never be the same. You won't. It, it, never. It, it lights you on fire and, and your faith is stretched and you you get to encounter God moving in great ways. You get to see people saved. You get to see the nations, different cultures. You get to see God as a global God. He's not a national God. He's a global God. He loves the nations. And your whole perspective is changed about who God is and your personal faith is challenged. That's why I love missions and coming back home and staying on mission is the key. Yeah, absolutely the key. We've got just a couple minutes left here. Tyler, what would you like to tell people about if God is calling you, what should you do? How do you discern it? Give people just your sort of little, this is Tyler's advice. I mean, for us, it started on a short-term missions trip. So if you ever have an opportunity, if you are listening right now and you know of an opportunity to go and experience missions and go tell people from other cultures about Jesus— Take that trip and go. I mean, we spend so much time and money on vacations and all of this. And this is something that leads to an eternal blessing. Um, you know, these vacations we take, they're so temporary. The joy is, you know, a week in the sand and then it's over. The joy that comes from serving the Lord on the missions field is never ending. And it can spur you on in ways you never thought imaginable. I never thought in a million years. I would have a heart to reach the Muslim people with the gospel. And that's where the Lord has called us. And now he's calling my family to seminary. And it all stemmed from one short-term mission strip. Amen. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit seed planted. And and also I was going to say, Deb, is pray. You know, the power of prayer. That if God is putting something in your heart, uh, it, it, maybe it's missions overseas, maybe it's something here at your job or here, but when you pray and you surrender to God and you ask him, Lord, you, you know this burden in my heart, will you open doors for me? I'm willing to go. You better look out. <laughs> better- <laughs> oh, yeah, because we don't know what risk it all is going to look like. <laughs> He's right. God is going to move. And, and, you know, just having that mission mindset to encourage the audience that 
as a Christian, and when God saves us, Matthew 28, 18, as every single one of us has that great commission call on mm-hmm. our life, is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, what, what a promise that God has given us. But each one of us is called to be on that great commission for Christ. I just met a gentleman at church this weekend who's, I was talking to him, and an older gentleman, and he's maybe in his 80s, and he walks with a walker, and he does the Bible Testament League. And he told me, he said, every day I try to give out three New Testaments to people. And I just thought, praise God. There's a man who is on a mission for Christ right here at 80 years old with a walker, but God is working through him and using him. And he has that passion to be on commission, to be on that great commission for Christ. And each and every one of us as a believer in Jesus, we have that call on our life. And that's a part of Tyler and I's passion is let's restore and encourage that great commission calling Mm -hmm. on the church today, because boy, do we need it more than ever. Yes, we do. Amen. Amen. Do you guys promise you'll come back? (laughs) And unfortunately, talk about constraints. There's that thing called the clock. Justin Hoover, Tyler Peterson, thanks so much for coming on today. Amen. Yeah, and may the Lord encourage you guys. Amen. Amen. We could go on and on. So thanks so much for being with us today. Thank Thank you, Deb. Yeah, absolutely. We want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. Most of all, we want to remind you to live and share joy. Have a great day, friends. This is Deb McGregor. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.